1: friends hello friends i am shen and i'm lay and welcome to the Wilding net podcast yay yeah. <laughs> we are back we are mothering and we are chit-chatting
2: we are doing all of the above and then some
1: how are you doing
2: you know i'm doing okay uh, i had to have a hard heart with myself this morning and talk about the fact that i'm always late <laughs> and I'm teaching from home, so there's really no excuse to be late. So this morning, as I like dropped Yar, I got back home, I hopped into the shower, I was quickly lotioning, and I looked at myself in the mirror. I'm like, "You're about to be late to go and teach in the kitchen." I'm like, <laughs> "There's no excuse for this." I'm like, "You've got to do better." There's no, there's literally no elsewhere. <laughs> like, there's where else would you need to
1: be teaching to be on time? <laughs> uh, where? I actually am not surprised by this. <laughs> In the little time that I've known you, I am not surprised that you would be the one to say that you're late to teach downstairs. Seriously.
2: It was like ridiculous. I looked at myself dead in the mirror, half naked. I'm like, do better. Like, like do better tomorrow because this is this is the worst. It's
1: all that 90-day fiancé, man.
2: Listen, all of that good old trash telly. <laughs> um, but Other than that, I'm doing well. How are you?
1: I'm doing great. You know, bracing myself for the cold weather. Oh! I think it's so funny that like every year I'm scared. Like I just look out the window. I'm like, oh, thank God there's no snow today. Thank you. Listen. I was so scared. I hate it. That's. I.
2: I think I read a quote about that. That nothing shocks black people more every year than than snow.
1: <laughs> Shock. Like, all right. Like I need to reevaluate my life. Every year I look out the window and see the snow for the first time. Like, John, <laughs> it happened. Oh my God. <laughs> So sad, yeah. But other than that, I'm living life.
2: That's I'm all that matters.
1: Yep. Hey, mm-hmm. name. Get her like, done. Thank you so much
0: for having me back. I poured a little one. It's been a long day,
1: but right here with you. It's been
0: a long
2: day.
1: <laughs> There's always drinks here. <laughs> I'm
2: so happy to see that. Always, I know. Normally mine's wine. Today has been such a long day. There's Appleton in this.
1: Oh wow, that's it's actual, new. Actual like
2: rum in this beverage
1: because. Yeah, the, I don't uh, even know why I'm drinking. I'm hungover. <laughs> <laughs> it was your birthday. Yeah, I was so drunk yesterday. Your birthday. Thank you.
0: Where do you get drunk? What do you do for a birthday during COVID?
1: <laughs> I drink in my house. Yeah.
0: <laughs> nice. Did you have people there or Zoom?
1: A friend came over and then we took shots, me, her, and my husband, and then they left. Joe took the baby. And then I watched Mean Girls and drank.
0: Hilarious. <laughs> An amazing night.
1: I was so happy.
0: That's it. I haven't seen girlfriends in ages. This is like as close as I've been to hanging out with any girlfriends. And I'm that's why that's why I got this.
1: This oh.
2: body training. Oh, man. Is that because of COVID? Like and the new baby? Yeah, because I I'm
0: immunocompromised. I have lupus. Oh wow. Um, yeah, and the new baby has lupus as well. Wow. Wow high risk so my husband works from home i taught from home and now we're just all kind of hanging so mm. later tonight after a day of potty training i'm fucking exhausted <laughs> cheers
2: listen cheers
1: sis. i'm dreading that stage potty no. training
2: i'm so afraid i'm trying I'm to figure out that. when's the best time i don't even know if it really is but i feel like i'm gonna wait until she goes i feel like i, sh- I should wait till she leaves the room that she's in right now because mm-hmm. the room that she's in is from like nine, it's from, I guess, 12 months technically to like 24 months. Right. So like after two, she'll be in like the older kid's room, like the two to three. And mm-hmm. I feel like in that room, the potty training is happening, but the diaper changing is happening in the room that she's in. Yeah. Mm. And I fear, not that like if I give them the instruction, I feel like, you know, they might be compliant, but I worry that they're just going to not, they're not going to encourage her to use a potty.
0: Yeah. No, it's, it's hard and it's scary because we're not doing nighttime potty training mm. so I'm a crib so it's like I can't really do nighttime until maybe she's out of the crib so I don't know do they take themselves to the bathroom like I don't even know how this stuff works yeah
1: mm-hmm.
0: not even doing research until like <laughs> we get to that stage yeah <laughs> research for my stage we're doing that and we had no accidents today guys so it was wow.
1: awesome
0: yeah it was amazing huge win uh but still like exhausting e- exhausting you know. Huh? Yeah. Anything
2: exhausting and messy oh
0: yeah.
1: so,
2: so <laughs> messy have you had any poo
0: accidents yet N- she okay she hasn't had like she hasn't worked up the courage to take a poo in the potty yet she's been holding <laughs> it and saving it for naps so we've done like so many pieces <laughs> but she won't go poo so i downloaded this ridiculous app today it's called poo goes home to poo land wow for- <laughs> UK told me about it. They're like, get this, it's a funny story. (laughs) The weirdest, freakiest thing. It's like this, like poo with arms, and (laughs) talks about wanting to get out of the kid's bottom where he lives. and Sometimes he burps and it smells, which is a fart. And then that means you need to take a poo to be with his mom and his daddy poo. And it's got all these like little and everything. Oh my god, as a last ditch effort didn't sway her either way
2: <laughs> <laughs> after all that so she wasn't in love with shit man that's strange why would that not resonate with her <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was really funny and I, I recommend checking it out just for the watch and for the bad
1: yeah i'll give you um, yeah so i'm definitely intrigued yeah well, it's, it's interesting
2: that's hilarious Excellent. I think Yara is gonna be a singer. Like it's gonna be have to be song that's gonna get her to pee and to poo. Daniel wants-
1: Tiger's been working though. I think for winter, right? Mm-hmm. Like we have like a when she poos because
2: at first, like I don't know, there was like a. Se- I feel like there was a small, like a very short season where she wasn't really pooing as much. I don't know. It was like weird. I don't know what was happening. I'm like, is she afraid? So I think what happened one day, she pooed like really, really badly. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And I made such a big deal about it. It freaked her out. Mm -hmm. So She was like, okay, pooing is a bad thing. I'm not going to do that anymore. I think she was like maybe five five or six months when that happened. So like a day or two went by and she wouldn't poo. And I was like, Oh my God, is it because like I freaked out? Like, is she worried about pooing now? Mm-hmm. so like whenever she was that like, need to poo or like i would sing i'd be like yara has a poo poo in her bum bum poo poo <laughs> in her bum and then she would be dancing so like that tends to work so i'm thinking like there's definitely gonna be a potty training song that i'm gonna have to um you know sit in a studio create put on a scene <laughs>
0: when that happens because i feel like we could use a little more encouragement over oh here.
2: absolutely don't worry i'll release it to you and you'll be the one of the first to get it <laughs> downloadable iTunes
0: (laughs) that's perfect that's perfect the
1: shitty remix (laughs) (laughs) it's amazing that's
2: funny
0: and I get how scary poos can be for kids
2: and
0: I, I know we're talking about birth stories today but I just think about like that first poo postpartum girl it's scary it's scary so I get why kids are scared especially when they first start you know consciously pooing like yeah Mm -hmm. no it's scary it took me i had like ptsd and i couldn't poop for like two months without like crying just anticipating it
1: it, because the thought
2: right it was bad and it's so ridiculous because i mean if you have if you've had a vaginal birth then you understand like pushing things out but like I, but you're not, not ready you're never no, ready I was not I thought my entire asshole was just gonna like flip right open like I was like oh okay that's what happened <laughs> Yeah, that's it Doesn't Like it just feel- flip open I was like okay because it just it felt massive I'm like why does this feel so huge this is crazy oh my god it was scary I thought I was never gonna poo again I was worried I was worried too <laughs> like, this is it <laughs> we're
1: so excited about this I can't wait to hear more about your birth story <laughs> Um, so today, guys, we are doing something different. We're switching it up. Um, we thought because we got uh, such a great response from our birth stories, mm-hmm. it would be really cool for our followers, our listeners, and our guests to share their birth stories with us. Yes. We thought it would be something amazing to share with you guys because i know we have moms moms to be and this whole process is 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 tough it's a lot to think about mm. it makes you anxious you, even though you're excited there's a lot of questions you may have and even though if you may have had children before um this whole you, you can never feel prepared enough no So I thought it'd be great for us to share stories so we can relate to each other and help ease anxieties and um, help you not feel so alone in this journey. And who doesn't love a good birth story? I don't know. I don't know anyone. I really don't
2: know. People love to hear about it. Even, like I said, sometimes they freak me out. I won't lie. Even, like my own birth story, freaks me out. Let's be honest. Yeah. Like it's like you know, like that near death moment, of, like the Yara had, was so freaky. Yeah. Um. But the, I still love to hear about other people's stories, and I think learning and hearing about those stories are it's it, the uniqueness in it is that you feel connected to people that you may mm-hmm. not like, may not even know. So, um. Yeah, I think it's such an awesome idea, and I'm so happy to be able to have like such an incredible guest on
1: <laughs> to hear her birth
2: story so i'm pumped i'm super pumped for this
1: so yeah we're really excited today we have alexandra from this family tree mm-hmm. may have heard us on their podcast a couple months ago um we're really excited for to hear her birth story yes we followed funny enough we followed along yes and she <laughs> She posted her whole labor process on Instagram and I could not look away. I couldn't look away. Yeah. (laughs) I was freaked out, but I was watching it. I was intrigued. I was sweating. I was into it. Me too. I was (laughs) laughing. I love the dancing.
2: I love it. It was just, I was the whole thing. I'm like, this is great.
1: (laughs) She really made it look so easy and you looked fabulous. You did. Thank you. Well, the
0: thing is, and I hate, I hate to say this, but it was easy that one okay <laughs> <laughs> that was my second daughter that I mm-hmm. had um my first daughter was the most terrifying experience that I ever had in my life wow I try not to forget that and I, I tried to document that one too just so when people ask me like my friends I don't want to be like, Oh yeah, it's fine. You're going to be good. Cause you do forget about it as time goes Mm -hmm. on. Right. And like Mm -hmm. you look back and you're like, Oh, that wasn't as bad. But when it's happening, it's pretty like terrible.
2: yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: And I just, if I had people that were like, you girls were talking about preparation. And if I had people that were telling me what it was actually going to be like and Oh, prepare for this, do your research about this get this for postpartum, then I think I would have, I think I would have had a better experience. And yeah. I second time around because I knew what was going on and I, and I knew what to expect. So my second birth was easy and it's ridiculous. Cause like, I was like laughing and smiling and making jokes with the nurses while Betty was coming out of my vagina. Wow super pleasant and happy. And wow. like my husband was filming it the whole time, posting to Instagram. Um, we were trying to make it educational. Uh, but both of my pregnancies, like, can I start in pregnancy? Sure. So yeah. So they were, they were like very tough. I have lupus. So um, I had a lot of complications due to that. Mm. Like every two weeks we had another scare that the, with my first daughter Lucy, that the baby was going to die, and it was like every two, wow. either the baby was going to die or she was going to have this horrible condition that she'd need to be on a feeding tube or she'd have a defect or something. And like they had me giving birth at Sick Kids, I was under you know crazy patrol, I guess, by all these doctors. Like I had a whole team and all these specialists. So I was just so excited to finally give birth and get that you know, the pregnancy over with, both my pregnancies are terrible. I hate being pregnant and wow. I so envy the people that love it and like feel great. And just, you know, you look so beautiful when you're pregnant. I just could never feel like that. Wow. Mm. Uh, it was hard. So both of my births were very similar uh, with Lucy. So I was induced the day before I gave the, the day before my due date. Uh, Cause they thought she was going to be underweight. She, they thought my baby was going to be four pounds.
2: Wow. Oh,
0: so we were like, okay, let's get this thing out of here. My placenta is clearly not working anymore. So they started with the prostaglandin gel. Were either one of you induced? No, no. Okay. I had, a,
2: I had two membrane sweeps though. That's like what helped really like jumpstart the labor, but I wasn't induced.
0: Oh, those things are awful.
2: The worst.
0: <laughs> the
2: worst. <laughs> oh shit. It was awful.
0: That's no fun. Uh, Yeah. The first, the first part of the induction was fine. It was a prostaglandin gel. So they basically just go in Mm -hmm. this gel and there's like a very slight chance it'll work. Did nothing for me. Like they put it in. I had to go and, you know, take three hours, three hours out of my day to go to the hospital, which sucked all for nothing. So that didn't work. Then the next day they had me come back in and they put in what's called a Foley catheter. So it's like a long, oopsie, sorry. And I, I posted all of this like in an induction section, um, in my highlights on my page, but they put in this catheter and it's got like a little balloon on the end, but it's not inflated when they put it in. So it's mm-hmm. kind of cool. like they use the, what's the clampy
2: thing? Yeah. I can't remember what I call it. I call it, I, call it just, I just call it duck lips. I'm so like immature. And weird,
0: but. <laughs> they put the duck lips in there and then they put in this catheter And once it's underneath. So it goes through your cervix and then underneath your amniotic sac. And then once it's there, they like pump it up with air. Oh. So then it's putting pressure on your cervix. Oh. So then that is going to start the contractions. So then, like, it's so, I think it's so painful. I, I yeah. think, yeah. So then you go home and you're supposed to like give it like a tug every <laughs> hour or so, or like every time you pee. So you're just walking around and it's like, it's like this, like bag, like hanging from your vagina. Oh, pull on it, you oh. it. oh my god! And they have to tape it to your leg. Because oh lord! Bottom of the catheter is a bag, and it fills up with blood. <laughs> <laughs> it's so. <laughs> and uh, it's so it's nasty. So you have this thing taped to your leg. You have to wear loose pants. So then. Honestly, it's pretty awful. So, what I would recommend if anybody else has to go through that and has to get that, I like had my projector going in my bedroom. I laid in bed all day. The contractions get pretty bad. So, I had a hot water bottle. I made Shane order me Taco Bell and I- <laughs> a flea bag. If you guys haven't seen that show, it's amazing. So, that's how I spent the Saturday prior to giving birth um, when I had this catheter in. So, eventually, you just tug it enough, and then it's, as, it, as you're tugging it, it's widening your cervix. So it's done.
2: Mm.
0: Uh, so eventually you become, I think, three centimeters dilated when it finally comes through. Okay. It did. Uh, and then went to the hospital the next morning for the Pitocin drip because oh. start labor. And when it came out, I felt great again. I had no contractions, whatever. So I went in the next day for the Pitocin drip. Uh, they told me that, all right, like the Pitocin, it's going to slow down your labor. So you know, like, hang tight. You're in here for the long haul, whatever. So we get comfy, and Shane and I put on some movies. Like we had, um, like his iPhone, like in the handlebars of the cabinets in the in the hospital room.
2: Oh wow.
0: Watching stupid shit, like Adam Sandler movies. Like we just wanted to keep it so light and so stupid, just yeah, yeah, away from everything. Um, and we get up and walk around to get labor going. But the prostaglandin, or sorry, the pitocin, you like move. They move it up every
2: yeah.
0: or so and I didn't feel anything until like level 14 you go to level wow two, and then at level 14 things started to get like incredibly real and I started feeling these really painful contractions and mm-hmm. the second I started getting them I'm like okay hey, I am like I've been an athlete my whole life I think I'm pretty tough but I am not cut out For this kind of pain get me the epidural this second I cannot know (laughs) why put up with it if you don't have to and the thing is like I I know to some people it's important and I respect that so much I Mm -hmm. just it's not for me yeah same me that's just something I can you know be so happy a badge I can be so happy not to get and I totally respect people that that go through it without it because I Oh my god! I don't know how that happens. So they they took about twenty minutes to come in the epidural guy, and for my first birth, this was the worst part about the entire labor and birthing process—the worst oh. part. Oh, so, no. like, really moody lighting. Like, Shane and I had like dim the lights. We had like our own lights in the room. Like, it just the vibe was beautiful. And then they come in for the epidural. All Like the high fluorescent light. Yeah. And because I was being monitored by a team, they had an entire team in there and it's a learning hospital. So they asked my permission to have one of the students give me the epidural, which, oh
1: Lord, oh Earth. Lord, no. oh Lord,
0: oh Lord. That was the scariest thing in the world. Because, yeah, I mean, if you've had it, you know, you were yeah. there so still.
2: Yeah. Oh gosh. I hated that. Yeah. Oh,
0: and that's the hardest part because you're having these awful contractions. Yeah, yeah. Still. So I remember that's like the point in my labor when everything just kind of like went white and I totally zoned out. Shane came and he put his hands on my shoulders and was just staring at me and mm-hmm. saying, you're going to be okay, you're going to be okay, you're doing great. And I was just staring at him and I was like, I'm going Like, I'm, this is it for me. I'm going to die.
2: Oh my gosh.
0: Just cut me open and let's have a cesarean. Like I was so over having a vaginal birth at this point. And I like at one point asked him to ask the doctor if I could have a C-section, which I didn't need. And uh, it was just total fear kind of taking over. So then finally, you know, the guy finished left. Then I'm like, Oh my God. Okay. Like this isn't, I can't feel it at all. And my whole left side is totally numb. My right side, I was experiencing awful pain. So they had to come back and he had to take it out.
2: Oh God.
0: 15 minutes poking around and <gasps> oh <my laughs> so it was God. it was super horrendous and it was scary and this is my first birth so again I don't know what to expect I think it's going to take like two minutes right there's going to come jab you yeah and it's done but it, it was that was very scary and I wish somebody who had had an epidural had told me like look it's going to get scary it's going to get real scientific mm-hmm. and you know you just really need to keep your cool at that part because it'll get better after so anyway it did and then she and i went to sleep you know we're trying to relax like i you're in control of the epidural at that point so i I just had it and we fell asleep an hour after i got it because again with the epidural they tell you okay just like the pitocin this is really going to slow down
1: yeah yeah
0: Mm -hmm. right night so they go okay you're probably not going to give birth until like 6 7 a.m probably later they come and check me out at 1 a.m just to see how I'm doing I'm fast asleep the doctor puts her hand up and says Alex this baby's coming right now you <laughs> need to sit. so I god! Like, oh excuse gosh. me okay Shane they go oh dad are you ready and he's like totally fast asleep so he like gets up from bed. The- <laughs> Let we just go take a peek So he goes. He's just like doing breathing. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box, and if you break it down, it really comes out to two dollars a manicure, which the exercises and collecting himself.
2: oh wow no oh. because it
0: came out of nowhere and then again three pushes later 12 minutes later and this was my first daughter the baby came out wow so because she was coming out so fast her heart rate her heart rate was dropping so they had to give me an episiotomy i didn't know what an episiotomy was so i was about to say i'm like
2: brain. i don't even know what that is I now. <laughs>
0: So, they asked me um, my permission. They said, Hey, can can we give you an episiotomy? We need to do it for the baby. And I was like, Oh, yeah, sure, no problem. Like, whatever, whatever works.
2: Can you tell us what that is? So,
0: yeah, yeah, it's when, okay. it's when they cut you. So, they make an incision um, to help the baby come out. So, instead of tearing, they just cut oh. you. Scissors. So, it used to be common oh. practice up in the water. And then they realized that you actually heal better if you tear naturally yeah. rather than getting cut. So, they stopped doing it you know, for just like every, like for standard births, Uh, and I, I mean, I don't know what else I would have done because I, the baby needed it too. Like she was mm-hmm. having a hard time coming out. I don't know what knowing, I don't, I don't know that, that, that was really hard for me. Cause I wish that I didn't have one because my healing process after that was awful. Mm-hmm. And nobody, my, in my postpartum gave me proper instructions, how to heal, what I can do, what to expect so that was really difficult um but yeah so they cut me and then like yeah the baby coming out was great they stitched me back up um I didn't have what did I have it was like a third degree episiotomy or something it was like not the worst one but the second worst one yeah the worst this- they cut you vagina to your butt right yeah. yeah so um healing after that was really bad and it took it took like eight months to be able to have sex without pain uh, which
1: is,
0: nobody wore me and then just doing anything like running it took about a year <gasps> it Good would just like going for a jog playing sports um, and then the worst part was that you can get really bad uh, scar tissue and I know somebody else that had this issue with an episiotomy as well but the scar tissue Okay, like, how TMI can we get?
2: Girl, all the All TMI. the way. <laughs> go, go go all the way.
0: So, um, it, it's educational. <laughs> so I was, like, everything healed up fine initially. And then about three months in, I started getting this, like, growth of scar tissue that went from one side of, I guess, like, my, my vulva to the other side. Kind of like a purse handle. So, like, there was, like, space underneath. And, like... I, it's like if I was upside down with my legs open, like you could hold me by a little handle. Oh God, if you will. <laughs> it was it, I, It's like a collar. <laughs> you're like, I've always appreciated how I looked there. I've always respected it and enjoyed how I looked. How I was, <laughs> and then that really threw me for a loop because you wow. know how much that is going to impact your self-esteem, your sex life. Mm-hmm. In- your partner doesn't notice which he didn't notice ever
2: yeah
0: I told him and but it really impacts you so try to be intimate with your partner and then you have this like you've changed so much after giving birth of
1: course yeah
0: it it makes things really difficult within your own head
2: of
1: course yeah
0: part of birth I wasn't I wasn't expecting so I had pretty bad um, postpartum anxiety around five months Mm -hmm. uh just, just because the healing process solely because the healing process and solely because people don't tell you how to prepare. People don't tell you honestly what to expect. Uh, Mm -hmm. so that was really hard for me to get over. And then with my second birth, the one that you guys saw on Instagram, um, everything was the same, had the exact same induction process, the exact same difficult pregnancy. The only thing was that, uh, the actual birthing part was way easier even like it was two pushes in five minutes she was wow wow and i was only in active labor for an hour
2: (laughs) there's hope there's hope there's hope i know nothing of this life
0: (laughs) no like it was insane because i told shane before he started like filming and everything i was like babe things are gonna get real i'm gonna tell you to fuck off you're gonna have to turn that camera off but it was like no, things were very, very chilled out. That entire- Damn. Like, I was in pain, yes. Um. I got the epidural again, but this time, knowing what to expect, it was so much easier.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? And you know, you're like, okay, the lights are going to go on. I'm going to have to be still, but I've done it once before. I can do it again. And just kind of that mentality helped me out a lot. Like, I had kind of like my own mantra, like, You've yeah. done- you got this, you got this. Mm-hmm. I gave Shane things. Like I knew even more so what I wanted from him. Whereas the first time I was like, just hold my hand and look at me. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, tell me this, tell me this. Yeah. You know, don't tell me, okay. It's going to be okay. Like sympathize with me. Be like, I feel your pain. Like I know you're in pain, but you got it. Yeah. Oh, um, so I got, I got more from him. And I think I got more from myself because I was able to prepare because the first time, I just watched videos of women giving birth for like three months, like obsessively, oh, wow. and that was the only. But um, yeah. So the second time, the one you guys saw was like, I joke that it was like, the easiest part of the entire pregnancy process. Um, wow. And the recovery this time, not cesarean, was way easier. And because uh, I was very close with my OB. I told her, I was like, okay, look, this is what happened last time when the student gave me the episiotomy. So this time i mind just like, you know, fixing things up a little bit when you get in there. Better than ever. Better than ever. I'm better than myself and uh,
2: they did a beautiful job. So I got a free vaginoplasty out of it. Wow. (laughs) I was going to say vagina rejuvenation. Like, (laughs) who's me? (laughs) Look at that. A brand new vagina. You should be strutting around the house naked. (laughs) Yeah, no worries. <laughs> Putting your feet up, like look around, look around, take it in, <laughs> take a look. And here right now, guys, that's how I'd be
0: doing the interview. Just... <laughs>
2: yeah. No,
0: I feel so lucky that my birth was so. Um, it was it was painful and it was scary at times, but it was so easy overall. Yeah. Um, especially the second one, and I I just think I like, you know it was given to me because my pregnancy was so hard, but yeah, no, it was, it was pretty good. That's
1: really it. good though. That's really good. Mm-hmm. And I mean, five minutes. I can't complain. Five Cause minutes. I, I think I pushed winter in 15 minutes. One hour so. after- wow.
2: wow.
1: I had to for 45
2: minutes, but I was an active labor for like what? Five hours. So, I mean, like I said, it was from beginning to end, it was like 17 minutes, 17 hours. So I don't even want to talk about it, but <laughs> don't even take me there I see that my mother
0: my mother 19 hours yeah uh, and I think it was hours active labor like crazy so I I, and it was in that regard that it's like so easy the recovery and postpartum I always think is way harder like taking that first poop is harder than it was for me to push the baby out Mm. second time that first poop was yeah but uh no pushing Mm-hmm. And now i want to ask because Shen, you, you said that you had a quick like delivery mm-hmm. as well did you do anything like chiropractor or anything like that like leading up
1: no nothing actually that's like,
2: funny because i did
1: yeah you did i did prenatal like, chiro i did i did yoga I did, massages, did, that's all i did i did, did. Yoga. Only, i did, I I did prenatal like, massages as well But I felt like none of that would have prepared me for the actual labor. It just helped me stay in a calm state. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, what got me through was the support from Joe Mm -hmm. and my mantras. Because when I got the first set of contractions after my water broke, my mantras went out the window. I forgot everything. I was just like, I'm dying. Call the police. I'm dead. I'm on the ground. It's That's the best. Cold. Call the fire department. Yeah. just like the police. <laughs> um, but then after I, I got a second to like gather myself in between like the first three contractions, I was just like, okay, I could do this. I could do this. I could do this. I won't die. I'm not going to die. Yeah. I'm made for this. I was built for this, but
0: that was one of my mantras. I was, I was made for this. And yeah. like not, obviously not all women choose to give birth or can give birth, whatever, but ultimately like our bodies are designed to do that. So I just, I kept having to remind myself of that and of all the women before me who have given birth. And I kept trying to think of like the cave women <laughs> or like in the 16th century like people giving birth under the same conditions so that kind of stuff helps me but it did help I thought about about
2: mine was more morbid I thought about children so I thought about like you know parts in like different parts of the world and like remote villages where like 15 year olds are giving birth and for so I'm like oh my gosh like land if I'm twice their age you can do this if these like 16 and 15 year old women are giving birth like children really are giving birth Mm -hmm. like you definitely have what it takes But I think the hardest part for me was the fact that it was back labor. I just had never, I didn't research it. Like I didn't expect it. So I didn't understand what was happening. The pain was so intense and I couldn't figure out like why it was happening in my back. And I'm sure like there was pain in like my uterus also, but I I just, I could, the pain in my back was so overwhelming I'm like, what is happening to me? Like, and my mom had never had back labor. No one in my family had ever had it. My mom also had very, very smooth, fast labors. So like the length of time that I was in labor was shocking to me. And the fact that the pain in my back like wouldn't subside. Like no matter mm. what they kept telling me to do, nothing helped. Like it was just, yeah, it was. I feel like, and it's not to, because you can't, like, there's no, everything is relative, right? So everyone's mm-hmm. birth is different and what, what, what they feel like is the worst. But I feel like now going forward, I'm like, it can't get worse than this. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. the pain in my back, I know that. So, like, I feel like I'm more prepared going to the, into the second time whenever that is. Because yeah. of how just outrageous the pain was. That's- and how, for how long I had to endure it. Because, I, yeah. At
0: what point during that do you get epidural and like how long after your epidural did you give birth because that's a very long time
2: Mm -hmm. so yeah so for me i felt started feeling contractions at seven o'clock p.m um and i didn't get the epidural until nine a yeah nine a.m so i had to just endure that from seven to nine so what's that like 14 hours so yeah, I had to endure that. And then it's like, because I did m- midwifery. So like with the midwifery, they're like, it's a little bit different where they really, really want to push you to go. They want, it's not that they don't want to give you the, the option for the epidural, but they know that it's going to delay your labor and prolong it. So the first time that I went, I was two centimeters dilated, they said no. And then the second time I went, I was three and a half and they said no. And then I went back and I was five and they're like, you still have to like walk around a little bit more. And a five centimeter dilated, the pain was so freaking intense. I'm like, I can't. And she's like, you can. And like, she pushed me and I was like, legitimately, the pain was so intense. And that's the thing with contractions. It's so intense. You can't even cry. Yeah. Like, you can't, you can't even, you can't even cry. And especially because contractions, like the really like shitty thing about it is it's like the worst pain for 60 seconds. And then you're normal again.
0: Yeah. No, that's funny. It's, it's like, so crazy. I was so quiet like every time I'd get one I'd just go totally quiet and I'd like just yeah. totally have to do my mantras in my head
2: and
0: yeah zone and the thing is though and and this is like everybody's birth is so different so it's like you can prep all you want you could do all the Cairo, the yoga the videos whatever but it's going to go to shit once you get in there and actually mm-hmm. get and one person's birth story is so different from the next so like you were five centimeters dilated and they had you keep going up five centimeters dilated that's when I got my epidural 20 minutes later I was 10 centimeters and the baby was coming out see wow. so it was like you know they told me again like epidural going to slow down I gave birth 20 minutes after I got it and like, how do you even go from five to ten in that span of time because it yeah. took hours to go from it, days right because I had the Foley catheter mm-hmm. so it is to go from zero to five
2: that's and, really weird
0: Mm-hmm. So and that's the thing. So like for them even saying like oh, you know you're fine, you don't actually know that the person could technically never know.
2: That's like- true. That's true. For me, it like it did slow it down because then like I, after I was moving. So like, for instance, she told me to walk around, so I walked around from the, for an hour, and then by the by the time they came and checked me, I was eight. Mm-hmm. So like in an hour, I went from five to eight, and then they gave me the epidural, and then the baby didn't come till three hours late. Like no she gave me up her nine yeah the baby didn't come to one that's so love. like it did it did slow it down they ended up giving me Pitocin and stuff like that but like yeah I can't even like that's amazing like to see that like to know that you got the epidural and then like right then and there the baby was
1: mm-hmm. listen let
2: that be lord are you listening
1: you just <laughs> never know man because <laughs> even funny. like with my story my I, when I, I knew I was feeling contractions and then I went in and they said my cervix was closed and then I went home, remember, and I took the nap mm-hmm. and then woke up and I'm like, mm, no, these are contractions, went back again and I was at one centimeter. So all of these things happened in like in hours. Yeah. So I went from closed cervix to one centimeter. Then I stayed at one centimeter for a couple hours so they wouldn't give me anything. Mm-hmm. So then I went home. but This is all in the span of one night. Today. Wow. See, went home, took a nap. My water broke. They said I wasn't having a baby this week. And then excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> like what? your surface is closed. I'm like, you could be at one centimeter for the whole week. Like nothing's gonna happen. I was like, sure, I know my body. Went home, water broke, went back to the hospital. Hey guys, it's me again. I got you in the same shift. And they were like, Well, you're still only like one centimeter. But uh, we'll probably hook you up soon if you dilate anymore. And then, like, all of that stuff moves so quickly. I got my epidural. And then I was 10 centimeters in an hour. Jeez. See, that's nuts. And it can happen so fast. And I've had friends that, you know,
0: they got to the hospital. And this is for their first child, which generally takes longer. Mm -hmm. right? Right. But they got to the hospital because they were two minutes apart. And then the second they get there, the baby comes so quick that they can't even get the epidural so it's it's and who was it there was a late night host whose wife the baby in the lobby who was that was like Jimmy Jimmy Fallon Jimmy Fallon yeah that's my worst nightmare like yeah god like that's that's so intense but it's so amazing what the body is capable of it's so Mm -hmm. amazing and it's like you can do that to a baby lose all this blood, have your vagina totally rip open all the way to your asshole and you recover and you persevere and you can go on and have more kids. And it's like, the fact that that is so amazing and sitting there and thinking about it. And I love that you guys are sharing birth stories on your podcast because every single one, even if it's easy, like mine or so difficult, like my best friends, it's like every single one blows my mind. And I can't believe that like, this is the world's movie. Because women have these crazy birth stories, but they don't fucking talk about it. And that's why every single person on the planet is here because of these things. And they're so not out until I love that you're opening it up because like we all have this shared but different experience Mm -hmm. kind of sit in a comfortable place with a glass of wine or Appleton's or beer whatever
2: (laughs) and chat about it no absolutely I think it's so beautiful like it's a really dope concept and I'm so glad that like you know you proposed it because I was like this is really good it's like it's great to kind of share those experiences Um, and I think it does unify us because yeah, like I think I just I don't know I would I, I would have wanted to know more stories like mine and it was only through sharing where people are commenting like oh my gosh like I also had yeah. back labor or I had mm-hmm. this like I was in this I was in the same boat or like you know my daughter's heart rate also dropped or this happens with my son I'm like oh my gosh it's like even though it's already passed mm-hmm. and you like it's happened it's still very validating to mm-hmm. hear that there's someone that like can relate to oh, it
0: isn't it in the talk I feel like I can talk better for the rest of my life because I think <laughs> that in that. Moment, Honestly, I always think that I became more of myself in motherhood. Like when I became a mom, like Mm. I I
2: just
0: just like confidence that I never had before, and I feeling myself more. And I'm like, I found my group. This is it. Like this is who I am for the rest of my life, and I feel so good about it. Way better than in my 20s. Like I'm 31. My 20s were great, but like I did not have this confidence. And you know what made that confidence and what made me is that birth story mm-hmm. and everything that happens in that room so it's such a part of who everybody is after they become a mom so i think like talk about it more we should have one day a year like labor day every labor day let's all get together and get
1: <laughs> <laughs> bombard the internet right? with our birth stories
0: it, it, yes i love that girls if you want to do next labor day we'll do the hashtag and everything we'll get it going yeah we yeah. should
2: get shirts a that idea <laughs> no it's good for us and it's good for the men too I love that you said that Shane was in there because I had Leon in there too and that was one of the things that he says that he still says he's like he was just I remember at one point uh I was looking at him and he looked so scared and I was like what happened because at that point I hadn't really been, like looked at Yara really she was on me so I thought something had happened or there was something you know um there was something concerning with her and he was like there's just so much blood and he's like honestly like I didn't want to say anything he's like but I thought you were bleeding out he's like <laughs> It was just, there was so much, but it was too much. He's like, I couldn't believe it. And he's like, I just like, wow. Like, I just can't mm-hmm. believe what you did. Like, I can't believe it. And I'm like, that's right.
1: <laughs> Women are amazing. We are. We're magical, man. Men need to know it. People, like, no one can talk to me at all ever again after I gave birth. <laughs> I, <was> like, <laughs> I wish somebody would. Because I just gave life. It's that's so true. amazing. Like, yeah, and you're right when you said there's a whole... New confidence that you gain after giving birth, just whatever happened in that room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't even know. Mm-hmm. They, they, we There was two births that day, definitely. Yes. That's Myself a good way to put it. And my baby. Mm-hmm. But I'm so grateful for it, man.
0: I think I'm a little bit sexist in that I think women are just so much better. What's the word? Than <laughs> Not better.
2: Go with like. better. You're wrong with it.
0: <laughs> so much more magical. Yeah.
2: The 4% men of listeners that we have, will do. Well, they'll, they'll, they'll survive. They'll be okay. am I sitting out there listening to this? Begrudgingly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> if they're listening to this, I feel like they agree. Exactly. <laughs> well, with that being said, uh, thank you for being so transparent and sharing this story. Absolutely.
0: And honestly, I've had so much fun. Thank you guys so much for having me. Um, I really appreciate it. And yeah, no. Check out for those listening. Check out Shenley on our podcast because they killed it. That was such a fun one for Shane and I to record. It was good. Yeah, no, that's right. So you can check me out at This Family Tree. I have a link to my website, which has my podcast. Or you can go to iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Listen to This Family Tree. We just had Maz Gibrani and Blake Horseman from Bachelor, and we've got some really Ooh. exciting guests coming up. Yeah. So it's lots of fun and uh, always looking, always looking forward to talking to you guys too.
1: Amazing. <laughs> so I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, if you do enjoy it, please head over to Apple podcast and write us a review.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, also, if you want to share your birth story with us, because there will be more episodes like this. I think it's important to have, and I think it's important for you guys to hear. So send us a message uh, at our website at wildinop.ca, and you can just hit us in the Contact Us tab and hit us up with your birth story or email email us at wtnpodcastinfo at gmail.com or just holler at us. On Instagram or Facebook at WTN Podcasts. We want to hear from you. We love to hear from you. It's
2: our favorite thing. Yep. <laughs> next to drinking wine in Appleton.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a close second, guys. It is. <laughs> but with that being said, guys, nap time is over and we will hear from you in our next episode. Goodbye. Bye, friends.